What if it's not too late? What if you truly can retire confidently? I'm Telton W. Hall, certified financial planner and best-selling author of The Secure Solution, creating a high-quality retirement in a low-interest rate world. My team and I have engaged in thousands of retirement planning sessions with middle and upper middle class Americans, people like you with their own unique fears and families and their own messes and their own successes. And they have done just that, retired confidently. If you're willing to go with me, I can tell you how. It's story time. Let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the program this week. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. This is kind of fun because my my wife and I, April, we have been looking back at some of her journal entries. I'm not a good journal keeper. I I keep a very detailed daily organizer. Like I have almost every minute of my day lined out. And I try to follow that. So I keep a very detailed daily organizer, but I'm not good necessarily at keeping track of uh, journal entries and, and some of the thoughts. But she is pretty good at it. She And we have been looking back at some of those and I wanted to share them with you. I think there's a couple insights that will be profoundly impactful for your retirement success. Uh, before I jump into that, if you haven't checked out the Retire Confidently program, It's just a a couple hour video series where we call it a handheld do it yourself because it's for folks that are not working personally with us, but you want some of that experience and that education and that handheld process to get you some of these wonderful results. So go, you got to check that out at um, teltonhall.com and then you can click on program or you can go to teltonhall.com forward slash program. Be sure to, to check out that program. So let's talk about April's journal entries. So this started because we were sitting, we're actually sitting at, at church and she, right now she plays the piano for the, the younger children during like their, their singing time. And she, need, she has to sit there while they have a short lesson as, as part of that younger youth, youth program that we have. And she uses that as a time to write in her journal while she's, she's sitting there. And then she's there at the piano ready to go for, for when the music time starts and she plays the piano. And so she, she has her journal there at church and we were sitting next to, to each other and she must have just opened it up to like 12 years ago. And... It was very interesting because what she was writing about at that time is so similar to what we're hearing about right now. A lot of fear and unknowns when it comes to the economy. A lot of worries about a a recession or technically last year we had what was previously always called a, a recession where you had two negative quarters of GDP that was kind of downplayed. But that's what, I mean, that's like when it comes to passing a college class, that's the answer you would have given for the definition of a recession. So we technically had what had always previously been a recession last year. And there are concerns that later in this year, uh, the Federal Reserve right now is saying that they're anticipating probably what they call a mild recession in the economy later this year. I'll tell you some more about that. that's, That's interesting because that's kind of what they're pushing for. They need the economy to slow down in order for inflation to slow down. 
And once that happens, then they can lower interest rates. What's interesting about that is if they are able to lower interest rates, the stock market will actually respond positively to that. So it's a very interesting time when people have a tendency to conflate recession with the stock market going down. And that might not be the case. In, in fact, there's probably some compelling evidence that if it's a minor recession and not a deep recession, that all it does is slow things down enough that the Fed can lower rates. You can make a really, really strong case that you want to be in the stock markets right then to participate in the performance that stocks generally have as interest rates are lowered because stocks have a tendency to, to really take off as the Fed starts to lower interest rates. But that's all very, very similar. They were talking at this time when we were in her journal, there's a lot, tons of fear around the economy. There was the inflation and gas prices were a, a, a big component of that. And talk about this uh, recession and then just the volatility in the stock markets and then the political volatility. So in just a small little snippet of her journal, we were mesmerized at how it feels like we're, we're back in the same place. And what's also interesting to me is when I read history, I'm always fascinated by at any point in history, you would have thought the wheels are going to fall off this thing. You would have thought this country is going to fall apart. The world's going to implode. Like, it consistently, when you're, when you're reading about history at any given moment, you would interview a group of people and a bunch of them would say like, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Like, this is, this is not looking good, Mr. Interviewer. I'll tell you that much. I think that's what they would have said. I, <laughs> that, that's true. I, I mean, pick a time in the 80s. Pick a time in the 70s. Pick a time in the 60s. <laughs> there were a lot of concerns, and yet you look back at, our economy and our political structure, and obviously the stock market, which which is an important component of what we'll talk about today, it has continued to move forward. This grand experiment of individual liberties combined with the rule of law that's applicable to everybody, it, it continues to move forward in amazing, amazing fashion. And free markets, even with regulations that have been placed around them, Free economies, free markets continue to amaze everybody. And I don't think that's going to change. People want to say like, well, this time is different. But the reality is that everything about history that I read, people that were in that moment felt like, whoa, this time is different. There's no coming back from this. And they weren't right. And I think that when I start to get into that headspace or I see my clients start to get into that headspace, I think we need to pause and be like, well... I'm not sure that's right. There's also other reasons to be optimistic. So at this time, 12 years ago, it triggered our thoughts to be like, wow, this is just, this is so much like we're talking about right now. And so then we kind of started to play and look at all of the different investment strategies that we as a couple had considered. And then I always am thinking about investment strategies for us and it's inseparable that I'm thinking about my clients and the folks that I'm going to teach, even in the educational program that we have, the Retire Confidently program that's just purely educational. I'm thinking, what types of investments can we teach here that are going to be profoundly impactful to help you accomplish your goals? And this has been really, really fun because 
we have looked and done a lot of different types of investments. Gold in this in this one journal entry that we were looking at, gold was I, I was reading a book and, and looking at details and trying to understand that and and supposition of all this material I was reading is that it, you should buy gold at that time. And so we looked at gold and we look at precious metals. We've also looked at and done uh, real estate in a lot of different varieties from rentals and duplexes. We actually have done and explored tax liens and tax sales, been a part of different uh, development projects and some farmland and, and, and water rights at different times and, and in different degrees then we've we've been involved in those kind of things and and then you so you look at real estate and then you look at at all the different commodities that are available commodity funds and commodity structures and futures and also some gas and oil projects first anything we're going to do we spend a lot of time researching it obviously I'm doing that for myself because if there's something super valuable I want to add that into the to portfolio and then you look at all of the different types of bonds Bonds are very interesting because there are more bond issues than there are stock issues. Think about that. There's a lot of bonds that you can buy inside of the U.S. and outside of the U.S. and short-term bonds and 30-year long-term bonds. And you can buy corporate bonds or, or you can buy municipality bonds or government bonds. And you can do all of those, whether those are U.S. or whether those are domestic. And so all these different countries... And then you have different debt levels. Where are, are you in a first position? Are you in a second position? Is this, is this a riskier company? So it's a, considered like a, a high yielder. Is this a triple A or a, you know, an A-rated company? And so you've got short term. And then the interest rates that those bonds pay and how the bond value itself is affected by interest rates. So if, you're, if you've got a really short term bond, like a, you know, a 30-day bond that's going to roll over and, and reinvest it in really short-term notes, interest rates aren't going to impact it nearly as much. If interest rates go up, then when those bonds roll over, the interest rate will increase if interest rates are going up. If interest rates are going down, then you'll see the interest rates every, every, oh, you know, every 30 days when those bonds are rolling over, then you'll see those, the interest rate go down. But then you compare that to a 30-year bond where it's got a set interest rate. If interest rates go up, which means that somebody else, if they wanted to buy a bond, they're not going to buy your bond. They're going to buy this new bond that's paying more interest, which means your bond value just went down, sometimes substantially if you have those really long-term bonds. So we have looked extensively at bonds and bond holdings and, and where to use bonds and how, what duration, that means how long the bond is. And I mean, you, th- you think about that and then you compare that to the bank accounts and all the different FDIC or, or credit union types of holdings that you can have, CDs, savings, money markets. And then you look at any other asset that you can, can think of, like water rights, for instance. And like, do we want to own those? And then are we going to be able to use those so we prove those up? Or do we need to actually lease those so that then we can show that they're being used? And what years in the state of Utah, you have to know what year water rights you're buying because the preferential treatment of older water shells is a big deal right, right now. As we've gone through this, a little mini adventure of looking back through all of this. Here's the point. Here's what I want to share with you. If I could do any investment again, and if I could do any investment more frequently, and if I could do any investment in larger dollar amounts, it would be 
stock funds. The plain, simple, probably the most boring investment you can do. I can do it. You can do it. Anybody can get access. Whether you want to buy a mutual fund or an exchange-traded fund or you want to buy S&P 500 fund or you just want to go buy, pick a stock, pick your favorite company where you shop. Well, let's say even like Walmart, even if it's not your favorite, it's a consistent staple that you go back to. I mean, if I look at that, that is the area of all of the energy and brain power and money that we have put into exploring different investments. If there's one thing I could do more of myself and include more of with client portfolios, it would be stocks and stock funds. I hope that's powerful to you because it's powerful to me. It really actually surprised me as we went on this kind of what we call it journey together of looking back that we so easily have access to be owners in the largest, most profitable companies in the world. And that we get to be literally an owner in that company by buying a $50 share or a $800 share of of that company. And people kind of like gold when times are tough. And we look back, if we would have bought gold, we actually did buy some gold that we bought some stocks at the same time. Gold's averaged in that time frame, averaged 1% per year. And the stock portfolio during that time averaged 20% per year. It's not always that big of a difference, but it's a pretty compelling difference. And so people have this tendency to go to precious metals of all their varieties, silver and and there's coins and and there's there's a lot of variety of ways to get precious metals. But I'm surprised that like, if I could do it over again, (laughs) it wouldn't be putting money, more money there. It would be in most boring asset class that you can get access to. But when I say boring, I mean that it's easy and it's simple and it doesn't take a lot of effort. You buy it and then you hold it. Obviously, we have strategies that work really well to make adjustments to that so that you stay invested. And I teach you those in the Retire Confidently program. I teach you exactly how to to get access to the types of, of assets that we would hold and how we would hold them. I don't hold anything back. But for people that want to go do something that's really spicy and really exciting, they're like, are you kidding me? We're going to hold the S&P 500 here and we're going to own the, the, the Dow here and we're going to do an international fund. Those are just long-time tried and true allocations that when I look back, if I could do anything more frequently, and with more money, and with more consistently. That's what I would do. Now, let me leave you with this. The nature of those investments is that they're so liquid, they're so accessible, they're going to fluctuate in value. Your real estate fluctuates in value too, but it's not accessible. It takes a month to close a deal. If it's a big deal, it it takes a year to close a big deal. And so you don't get this constant daily price uh, valuation change. So you have to keep your head in the right space. And so I want to leave with you three quotes from people that have done just that and they have turned stock holdings over long periods of time into tremendous wealth. 
The first one is, of course, Warren Buffett. The stock market is a device to transfer money from the impatient to the patient. That's good. That's really good. (laughs) He's just telling you, you buy companies you love and you hold them. Then Benjamin Graham, when it comes to we're going to read about stock and stock valuation and and stock picking strategies, Benjamin Graham is, is who you would look to. The best way to measure your investing success is not by whether you're beating the market, but whether you've put in place a financial plan and a behavioral discipline that are likely to get you where you want to go. So when I look back and think, man, I wish I would have done more and in larger amounts and more frequently, it's because I could see that with the discipline to buy and stick with those things, they would get me to my goal. And then Charlie Munger here is the the last one. Waiting helps you as an investor. And a lot of people just can't stand to wait. If you didn't get the deferred gratification gene, you've got to work very hard to overcome that. For my clients, they're doing great. Across the board, they have developed this sense of we have a game plan and that includes strategy adjustments, but that does not include bailing out and they're doing awesome. If you needed that, I'm glad you're listening today. If you didn't get the deferred gratification gene, which probably some of us could all expand that, you've got to work very hard to overcome that so that then our behavioral discipline is really what allows us to be one of those patient ones where money in the stock market transfers from impatient to those long-term patient, long-term-minded individuals. Hey, thanks for joining me this week. Have a great one. Hey folks, one last thing. If you have not checked out the Retire Confidently program recently, you really need to. We have drastically changed the cost associated with that program. So to go to teltonhall.com forward slash program and then click sign up and then put in the discount code podcast, podcast, all caps. You're going to be blown away at the price that you'll pay for a program that could massively change your retirement outlook, your confidence towards your retirement, and make thousands, ten thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference in your retirement. Don't miss this. Take advantage of it right now. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. Click sign up. Use the discount code PODCAST in all caps. And for the price of, I mean, the less than a pair of basketball shoes, less than a really nice dinner out, you can get access to a program where we've seriously tried to give you every tip, every trick, every piece of education, every strategy that we can to turn any angst you have about retirement into confidence towards your retirement. Check it out. Teltonhall.com forward slash program. I am super excited for you. Your future retired self is ecstatic for you.